podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Let's move on then to the next of our franchises and you two have mentioned that your favourite side in the IPL is the Delhi Capitals, we've already talked about them, mine is the Mumbai Indians, I've got just a, a, a strange affection, there's no re- rhyme or reason to it, I've got a strange affection for the Mumbai Indians, big fan of Mahela Jaya Wardner who's their coach, now if you're talking about level-headed coaches there is your perfect example of somebody that will be on a very even keel all the way through this, Rohit Sharma is one of my favourite players as well and I think he's the best captain in the competition, they've won four titles, most successful of the franchises 2013 2015 2017 and 2019 one runners-up title as well in the 2010 season last year obviously they won the competition now they have never defended a title they've won four never defended it and if you look back through their uh, time in the competition it is quite strange really um fourth place in 2012 winners in 2013 fourth place in 2014 winners in 2015 fifth place in 2016 winners in 2017 fifth place in 2018 winners in 2019 that basically means they're going to finish fourth or fifth this time, Ashwin, doesn't it? I mean, I hope you're right. That's a really good trend. I like the analysis and all the pre-work you've done on this. It's That's a great trend. It, it suggests that's going to happen. If you look at their side on paper, all the math says they should do better than fourth or fifth. But hey, uh, that's a really interesting analysis. I will say, just to give you my quick assessment of the squad, rock solid top order, really, really great middle order. I mean, you've got three guys, four players almost, who could bat anywhere between five and eight and finish matches for you. I'm talking about Hardik Pandya, Krunel Pandya, Kyron Pollard, of course. And then now they brought in Sherpin Rutherford. He may or may not make the cut, but, but four guys who could play that role. I think they're going to, I mentioned this at the top of the show, I think they're going to vastly miss an overseas spinner. I don't think they have one. Or the third, a, a third spin option, right? Because Krunel Pandya is a spinning all-rounder. Doesn't get that much turn on the ball, but a smart bowler. And Rahul Cheher, Young leg spinner has done well for them, but again, not not the marquee. I mean, you're competing against Chahal and Kuldeep and Zampa and Narayan and these types of guys. I don't think they have that spin firepower, which might be a gap for them in the UAE. But otherwise, a great side. And, and winning is sort of a habit, right? And so, and we know Rohit has proved that four titles, so it's hard to look past them, even though I think that's their weakness this year. And DJ, I watched that terrific sort of behind-the-scenes documentary that was on Netflix, wasn't it? I think... Cricket uh, Fever, that's the one. Kieran Pollard was quite vocal in the dressing room in that. It surprised me because you kind of, from a distance, he looks a fairly laid back, quite quiet kind of individual that just takes things in his stride, but spoke with a lot of passion in that dressing room. That man cares, doesn't he? And even though he's uh, kind of getting on, he's 32 these days, he's still capable of going out there and hitting a very big ball. We talked about Andre Russell getting his team over the line. Pollard's done that so many times for the Mumbai Indians. When a a match looks lost. He comes in and hits 32 off 14 balls or something and gets them over the line. He's, he's, he's very important to them in many ways. Oh, absolutely. And, and um, while Ashun was talking about these spin options, I was thinking maybe Pollard could bowl more because he bowls cutters, right? And if his cutters would be really useful as a backup to the two spinners that Ashwin mentioned, which are Cheher as well as um, Krunal, 
I think his bowling will actually be quite crucial in, in this edition of the IPL on those UAE pitches. And I mean, he is a leader. I mean, he has been leading the uh, Trinbago Knight Riders. And wow, I mean, he's his captaincy has been incredible. He's cut silly points. He's standing himself at silly point under the helmet in the T20 game. He's in the batsman's face. He's, he's, a, he's a leader, that guy. And we saw it in that uh, Cricket Fever documentary as well. Uh, with the bat, brilliant. With, in the field, I mean, some of the most incredible catches in the IPL have been his and um, yeah uh, I think his bowling actually will uh, come into prominence as well so let's see if he can deliver on that front so it's a relatively young squad as well um, average age of 26.7 for the Mumbai Indians the second highest decorated in terms of international caps though as, as a squad but you're right Ashwin you look down their, their overseas contingent this time they look to be a a case of for what we spoke about earlier that if you had your chance again and knew it was going to be in the UAE then you'd probably go for different types of players because there isn't a spinner in there they've gone for Pace they've gone for Quinton de Kock with his batting as well it's crying out for them to be able to kind of rejig it at the last moment and get in an Adil Rashid or another spinner from around the world and bring him into the camp isn't it? Yeah and that's what I think it confuses me about this squad because Mahela and Rohit are both very very smart cricketing brains and Malinga just withdrew about a week ago long after we knew it was going to be in the UAE and they still replaced him with James Pattinson. Yep. Right? So you've now got Bolt, McClanahan, Pattinson. You've, uh, you've just got such a strong overseas pace contingent and you didn't bring in a spinner. So I don't fully understand it. Maybe there's something they know. Maybe they know something we don't about the UAE pitches. Maybe they've got a, a game plan where they're just going to have a culture. And, oh, and culture and Isle as well, right? One of them just come in and just bowl the slower ball. And I, I don't exactly know what it's going to be. To DJ's point, maybe Pollard will bowl. But to me, when Malinga withdrew was your opportunity to exactly do your point. Chase one marquee overseas spinner and I was shocked they didn't do it. I've seen quite a, a lot of cricket in the in Abu Dhabi and been out there a few times and it seems strange to be on a podcast with two very much in, sort of Indian fans who are saying that this is a spinning country UAE because I associate spin with India. I know that all the tracks in India are different and some some teams have slightly different sort of natures to their conditions but the matches I've seen in the in the UAE it does help spin I've seen spinners take wickets out there but the fast bowlers also get success if they bend their back and they get it in the right areas like in any T20 they can take wickets and can get help out there but I I think it's the concern around the length of the tournament and the pitches getting more and more tired as you go on and of course, I mean, we have seen people like Muhammad Abbas do well for Pakistan in the UAE. They've been good batting tracks as well. So I suspect the front end of the tournament is going to be okay for teams like Mumbai and KKR who are heavy on pace bowling. But you only win it if you win the final. And if you haven't got spin, I think you might be in trouble in the playoffs uh, where things have... I mean, we've seen, again, maybe we're drawing too much of a parallel with the CPL, but the CPL is just... Everything's just slowed down and it's gone... I, I saw a game, I think, with 16 or 20 overs of spin the other day. And it was yeah. just, I mean, it's like a different world. And spinners obviously do very well in T20 cricket. But I think the, the stats are being skewed by playing games again and again and again on the same track or in on the same set of tracks. If, you, if you've only got three stadiums, you're going, they're going to see a lot of cricket. And those trips are going to get tired and more uneven and take more and more spin. So uh, probably a little bit different from test series. How is Hardik Pandya? I mean, he's had an injury, hasn't he, since the World Cup and he hasn't played a huge amount. But when he's firing fit and he's bowling well and he's, uh, you know, he can come out and he can change a game with a bat in a, in a split second too, he could be very crucial for Mumbai Indians over there in the UAE. Is he, is he fit, raring to go and full of beans? If you believe his social media feeds, he is 100% fit. He's been posting videos about 
is, uh, you know, him doing push-ups. He's been sending challenges to Virat Kohli about, you know, fitness challenges, etc. He's a new dad. He just, uh, they just had a baby. He's, so since the 2019 World Cup, he's gotten married. He's had a baby. So it's just been, it's been a, a lot going on for him. But I think based on what the pictures we're seeing, etc., I think he's ready to, to both bowl and, uh, and contribute with the bat in the lower order. So I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an exciting series for him. Jasper Bumrah, he is one of the, well, he, I think he is the best bowler in the world in terms of certainly with the pace on the ball. He can do anything. He can rip apart a top order. He can come in and bowl at the death as well. He is not to be underestimated, is he, in, in terms of Mumbai Indians' chances. He can work wonders for them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he does without his sort of slinging Yorker bowling partner in, in crime, Malinga, who's missing out this year, right? But absolutely, just one one of the top bowlers in the world right now. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. If not, we can send you a link. But the Mumbai Indians posted a video of him in the net. And I don't know how much editing was done, but it was just Yorker after Yorker after Yorker. Poor batsman kept getting his toes crushed or just had to get his toes out of the way and jab his bat down. Didn't always succeed. So Omraz is just an incredible talent. He's getting smarter every day. He's now playing all three formats, which gives him a lot more um, breadth of different types of balls. He can bowl lots more, a lot more variation. So he is going to be a huge asset for the moment, and even, even on UAE pitches. Mumbai have traditionally gone out into the area and they found some young talent, haven't they? And there's a few new names in their squad this time around. Uh, I'll give you three. Uh, Mohsin Khan, Digvijay Deshmukh and also Prince Balwat Ray Singh. Now, they're fantastically named players, um, so they've certainly got that to their advantage. But is there anybody in that Mumbai Indian side that will come from left field that will maybe surprise us or burst onto the scene? Is there, is there a new star there? Talked about Prince Balwant Ray on our show. So, DJ, I was letting DJ take that. Yeah, so um, as I understand it, he's an emerging cricketer that's uh, been picked by them. We don't really know very much about him. He's, a, he's an all-rounder, but he's got a great name, which is Prince Banwal Balwantrai Singh. To be honest, the names you've told us don't actually ring much of a bell. There are other cricketers we've seen from the under-19 squads and people who've done well in the under-19 World Cup, etc., which have gone to other teams like Yashaswi, who, who we'll come to in, in the Rajasthan World's preview. But yeah, I think Mumbai are fairly settled in who they've played over the last few years. So um, I can't see them changing their 11 much or springing too many surprises. Let's give our marks out to 10 then for Mumbai Indians. You can never write them off, despite what I said about their up and down trend in the competition. They'll be looking to try and retain the trophy. I'll go first with my mark out of 10 this time around. And I'm going to give them a seven. How about you, Ashwin? I'm going to go eight. And DJ? I'm going to give them seven and a half, same as the CSK, because, I mean, they're at the same level, those guys. They're champions, they've won a lot, and as Ashwin said, winning is a habit, and Mumbai have got that habit, even if it's in alternate years. Want to get your game the very best it can be? The future of coaching. Talk to a pro. 30-minute video conversation. Video analysis from players at the top of their game. Video shout-outs. Get a personalised message from a pro. Great for birthdays, congratulations messages, a prank or a simple hello. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket. Let's play. (laughs) 
let's move on to the Rajasthan Royals. Andrew McDonald, the head coach, captain, is Steve Smith, another Aussie as well. They had the one title all the way back in 2008, which was the first incarnation of the IPL. They've made the playoffs three times since. Very inconsistent up and down side. Obviously missed out for two years, 2016-2017, with their suspension. And they finished all the way down in seventh place last time. DJ, we'll start with you. They've got some pretty good players. If you look down their squad list, there's some stars in there, some match winners in there. Can they do better than their seventh last year? So I think we've just heard that Ben Stokes, who's one of their marquee players, is probably going to miss at least half of the um, IPL because his uh, dad is unwell and he's in New Zealand. So that's a big blow to start with. And um, they've got these big kind of foreign players. They've got the Josh Butlers of the world, who we know... um, I mean, one of the best T20 white ball cricketers in the world. Opening the batting for them, they've got Jofra Archer bowling at 95 miles per hour for them as well. Steve Smith, who will be captain but will miss the start. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to captain um, them right at the start. Uh, there was some uh, speculation maybe Jay, they were not cut. I don't honestly see them. Well, they've got Miller as well, another big hitting left-hander. I don't actually see them being real contenders this year. They've already... I mean, they've traditionally overachieved in the IPL with their teams. Um, they've had people like Dravid, uh, Rahane. Of course, they they won it in the first year, as you said. But um, the loss of Stokes for the first half is is really going to affect their balance. Generally, I think it's, uh, it's a game changer for them. Ashwin, how do we see Steve Smith as a T20 player and captain? Obviously, he's in Test cricket, there is no rival really around the world at the moment. He's right up there in terms of stats anyway. But in T20, he's never quite had the same success. Do you see him as being a, a really good captain and leader for this Rajasthan Royals side? I mean, he's coming off, I think, a combined 18 or 20 runs in the three T20s that he just batted against England, right? They played around with his batting position a little, but they promoted Maxwell. It's tough. I mean, I think this is an awkward spot for the Rajasthan Royals where you've now got a skipper who doesn't necessarily guarantee his own spot in the 11, and that just, it gets difficult. But I mean, that's that's a, that's a worrying sign that the Rajasthan Royals have an 11 where they couldn't pick somebody else who could lead, who is a strong leader, who was guaranteed their spot in the 11. So, yeah, I agree. Steve Smith, undoubtedly, one-off, definitely one-off the best test batsman in our in our generation, in the current generation, if not the best, but hasn't quite fully proven himself in T20. What I will say is, in a, in a lineup where you have somebody like a Butler and a Samson and maybe a Miller, who are all potentially big hitters but less reliable, if Smith can play that anchor role, along with now Robin Otapa, who I mentioned before, who's got an incredible IPL career. Yes, he's nearer the end of his career than the beginning, but just an outstanding IPL talent with tons of experience. If Smith and Othapa can anchor that batting order and give license to Butler, Jeswal, Samson, Miller, that opens up opportunities for them. So I think that's the role that they're going to expect him to play. I think the only other thing I'll say is I didn't actually know much about Andrew McDonald as a coach either. Like I looked him up in the past week. He's assistant coach to Justin Langer in the Australian men's side, but a young, a young coach, never really a hugely successful international cricketer himself. So I think Smith will step up in, in uh, from a leadership standpoint as well in terms of strategy. This guy was the seam bowling Australian all-rounder, wasn't he, Andrew McDonald? Yeah, he's, he, he was coach at Leicester as well. He was coach at Leicestershire in, in England. Very well okay. thought of coach, I think. And I, I think sometimes, it'd be interesting to get your take on that, actually. The, you know, obviously, the IPL has a tendency to um, find the biggest name you can find and make him coach, don't, don't they? doesn't necessarily make them the best coach in the in the world, does it? You know, sometimes the Andrew McDonalds of this world who have maybe gone under the radar as players 
have found out more about the game and maybe you can pass on a little bit more and maybe you've worked a little bit more in terms of their actual coaching and man management. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think there's two parts of, the, of a coach's job and one is being the face of the team, being managing the media, et cetera. And for that, the bigger the name, the more help you get, right? The second part is what happens behind closed doors that we don't always see. And you're absolutely right. Just having a big name doesn't mean anything. We've seen some uh, many, many big names come through the IPL and, and fail poor, fail very badly. So I hope to see you know lesser known names succeed, but it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the, the media and the frenzy and the drama and that part of it, which they may be less uh, exposed to. It's almost reflective of the attitude of the Rajasthan Royals, isn't it? They they get a smaller name coach. They're kind of quite understated. They've got some big players, but they've got a lot of quite, kind of exciting young players. They've got Yashaswi, they've got Mahipal Lomore. It is symbolic of their, their attitude towards picking their squad and picking their support staff almost. DJ, I'm going to come on to this probably a little bit more with Sunrisers Hyderabad. But when you look at the overseas, they can obviously only play four at a time um, from their overseas contingent in an IPL side. You would imagine that Joffre Archer starts. You'd imagine that Joss Butler starts. You would imagine that if he's there, Ben Stokes starts. So that's three ticks there. Um, Steve Smith probably takes the other one as captain. So does that mean that the other four, Tom Curran, O'Shane Thomas, David Miller and Andrew Ty, are just going to be perpetual bench warmers? So I'd say um, Tom Curran and Jofra Archer would probably rotate and so would Andrew Ty. I think Miller and Smith will probably face off for their, um, for their spots. If, if if Smith isn't doing the job, and then they need to think about maybe an Uttapa or an Uratkat as captain, an Indian captain that that is going to play the game. And O'Shane Thomas again probably going to warm the bench behind. Um, I mean Jofra tied a different ball from Jofra, quite tricky with his back of the hand stuff. I think Miller versus Smith that would be an interesting decision for them to make. And then the three bowlers will just need to work out which one of them plays. But Butler is definitely going to play. Uh, whether he keeps wicket or not would be interesting to see because they've got Sanju as well in the team. Andrew Ty was the uh, Purple Cap winner just uh, two seasons ago in the IPL. And, Can you imagine? Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him take a lot of wickets in the Big Bash League. And I, I saw when he signed for in the IPL, I thought, I'm not sure that's going to translate. But he did really, really well, didn't he? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes with their bowling uh, unit. Um, Sanju Sampson is somebody that I, I really like watching. He's got 200s in the IPL in, in the past. But for me, when people are talking about the stars of the IPL, he's very rarely mentioned. He kind of goes under that radar a little bit, a little bit like you were saying, DJ, about Rajasthan Royals and their, their kind of image, really. It goes under the radar, doesn't it? Sanju Sampson's one of those, Ashwin, isn't he? Yeah, because he's, in my memory, at least this may not be backed by stats, but he's either going to make you a single-digit score or he's going to make you 80+. plus, And that's tough to tough to watch, right? It's almost painful to watch him get out uh, in single digits to a poor shot or just this bad decision making after he's just made a century or an 80 plus run score. So that's why I think if Sandra Samson can show up this year with a little more consistently, even if it's giving you 25 runs at the top before in between his bigger scores, I think it's going to be huge and he has the potential to show up big. But that's the issue is over the years, it's it's always been hit or miss. There hasn't been any consistency from him. F- further down the list in terms of profile, you've got uh, Mayat Makand, you've got uh, Shreyas Gopal as spinners, you've got the youngsters Akash Singh and Kartik Tayagi as the Under-19 World Cup team for India. They've got uh, a little bit of depth there, haven't they, uh, uh, you know, to um, coincide with the, the major stars that we've already discussed, DJ? Absolutely, and they will be the ones, I think, that will bring the surprise of the IPL. Someone like uh, Kartik Tyagi, as you've just mentioned, Riyan Parag, you've got uh, Shreyas Gopal, who's already done well for uh, the Rajasthan Royals. 
Kartik Tyagi was actually uh, the under-19 star, as as you said, um, in the in the latest World Cup. So they've kind of produced a lot of players that have um, young players that have done well for them, and then elsewhere. I mean, Jadeja started off in the Rajasthan Royals, remember, in, in the first year of the IPL, and what a star he's been for India as well as the the CSK now. So yeah, exciting team. Very heavily dependent on the uh, the foreign stars. Uh, the biggest name of which, arguably, isn't going to show up. So I think maybe a tough year for Rajasthan fans. DJ, we'll start with you then with marks out of 10 for Rajasthan Royals' chances of winning IPL 2020. So I don't want to say it because they're, they're a team that everyone likes. And I mean, they're not like a Mumbai that's been super successful and is a big money team with kind of big name owners and big name coach and big name players playing for them. But I think they've, they're they going to struggle without Stokes uh, and with Smith and Miller. So I'm going to say four and a half. That's uh, your lowest score, the of the, lowest um, one I've given. Yeah, lowest score of the IPL so far. Ashwin, what about you? I was going to say five. And again, that's your lowest score of the uh, your score so far. I'm going to say six. Um, I think on their day, they're capable of winning a few games, and you never know how. A lot of I always think a lot of T20 tournaments. Um, we can kind of go through the minutiae of the squad setups and everything like that. But if you get off to a decent start and get some momentum and some confidence, you can go a long way. And uh, I think that might be Rajasthan's main hope in that one. So six um, plus four point five from DJ and five. From Ashwin means that they get 15.5 on the leaderboard and actually puts them second to bottom in our overall standings so far. It's that Badger style. We have two more franchises to go and we'll start with Royal Challenges Bangalore, the perennial underachievers of the IPL. They either blow very hot and they score masses of runs and win by a country mile or they're ice cold and lose very dramatically as well. Um, Simon Katic has come in for as the coach. Virat Kohli, obviously the captain of the uh, Royal Chandra's Bangalore. Three times finalists in 2016, 2011 and 2009. But no IPL title despite 12 attempts at the crown. Eighth place. Eighth place last year. And they always start as the bookies' favourites because they've got some of the glamour guys in, in world cricket. But they were eighth last year. We'll start with you, Ashwin. Is this going to be their year? Will new surroundings and a fresh approach maybe just give RCB a bit of a kick up the backside? Yeah, I hope so. I think they've always just, exactly as you said, they've always underperformed their potential. I think they've made a couple of smart choices this year that happened to help them in the UAE. The first being Aaron Finch, right? Where they have, they've always had Kohli and AB. They've brought in Gale a couple of years ago, who on paper, that's a rock solid first three out of your top four. And it didn't work. And so Finch has been in much better form, a lot more consistent with still having that big hitting ability. He now obviously leads Australia, which has helped him as well. And so Aaron Finch is, is a big plus for them this year. They have a youngster named Dave Dutparikal, who is an, an, who was an, has been an under-19 batting sensation, has just had an um, outstanding last call at year and a half. And so I think he's going to play, he's going to slot into their top order. And then, you know, for me, I think their lower order is where, oh, I'm sorry, let me just finish with what I think is good. I think they brought in Adam Zampa, right? So when they had an opportunity to bring in a new player, they brought in Zampa. So now you've got Zampa, Yuzvendra Chahel, both world-class leggies. You've got Washington Sundar, who's a very, very smart off-spinner, bowls in the power play and can bat a little bit. So they've got good a good spin contingent. And then where they've struggled a little is with the lower order slash quick bowlers, right? Omesh Yadav, outstanding test bowler, doesn't have the T20 statistics that we'd like. Sani, Siraj, similar type, Navdeep Sani, Mohamed Siraj, similar types of middle-of-the-pack bowlers, not the best Indian quicks. And then they brought they have Dale Stain, who's very, very injury-prone. And they have they brought in Chris Morris from the Delhi Capitals 
which again, I think as fans who've been following Delhi very closely, he also great on paper has underperformed, but he had a good 2019 World Cup for South Africa. He's had a good recent run. So if he can slot in to call it number seven, hit some of those big sixes and give you four consistent overs, that might be the, the combination that RCB needed to enable them to thrive in all the other ways. So 50-50, hard to say. It's always hard to really back a team that is that has been the worst performers across 12 years but uh, you never know they're on the other side DJ where you look down at their overseas contingent and you kind of try and work out where they're which four they're going to play um, because you've got A.B. de Villiers if he's fighting fit then you'd imagine he's a shoe in to start you've got Moen Ali who can provide spin and runs as well Aaron Finch comes in as uh, Ashwin said you know that's a pretty strong signing at the top end of the order and it's unlikely they're going to leave him out in the early matches and then that just leaves one place between Morris Stain Adana Philippe and uh, Zampa that makes it quite a tough choice isn't it to pick the first 11 I'd, I'd say so and I, I think uh, A.B. de Villiers this year is going to keep wicked that's the that's the sense we're getting from the social media um, stuff that's being spewed out by the RCB because uh, there were videos of him keeping wicked. There was an interview that he might keep wicked as well and that puts Partey Patel out. But yes, tough one because um, are you going to play Stain, who's an out-and-out bowler match winner or are you going to play Morris? That gives you that depth in the bowling and a little bit of depth in the batting as well because he's a big hitter. He's won games for South Africa. So they're going to have their hands full. It's almost a, a question of too, uh, too much choice for them. But again, RCB, slow starters, notoriously slow. Uh, sometimes they get started and manage to do pretty well, but sometimes they just stall and uh, go nowhere. So we'll have to see which version turns up this year. Virat Kohli, I obviously a phenomenal player with bat in hand. You know, there are a few equals in, in the world game. As a captain, I my jury is still very much out with Virat Kohli. He kind of wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit, quite hot-headed. I think sometimes a little bit reactionary to games rather than actually leading a game. He kind of responds to what's going on in front of his eyes rather than steering the game in the in the in the way he wants it to go. In terms of his CV when he finishes playing, it's going to be glorious, isn't it? But the IPL trophy is going to be a big miss on that CV unless he can get his hands on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think you summarized it really well. I think the one positive about Coley, the captain, is he does seem willing to listen and take feedback and you know, just sort of take in what the other brains on the field are saying, if you will. And so I think that's where an Aaron Finch coming in as a successful T20 uh, captain for his country will be a big help. Like we've seen in India, Kohli does, you know, despite all the all the made-up fan wars on the internet between Kohli and Rohit, Kohli does go to Rohit for advice in the tough 18th over. They talk to each other. They're constantly debating. They're constantly figuring it out. And so if he can do that between AB and Finch, He's got some really smart cricketing brains um, on the field with him. So I think that's where he will benefit. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope as much as you. I don't know if this will be the year, but I hope as much as you that Kohli's able to get this feather in his cap because he, you know, the Kohli, the cricketer, has 100% deserved an IPL trophy. DJ, the last three years for ICB, they finished bottom twice and finished sixth in 2018. That is not what they've been spending their money to achieve, is it? The, you know, behind the scenes at RCB, they must be pulling their hair out almost to try and get some success because you know, they've spent a lot of money in bringing some of the big glamour names from around the world and so far it's not really brought any dividends whatsoever. They've got a great fan base and they've got a great motto, which is this year the cup is ours. Uh, but it's almost become a little bit of a joke. It's frustrating, I think, for RCB fans. At least they've made the finals three times. Delhi's never even made the finals. So uh, they're closer to it than we are. And yeah, they, they do shuffle their their squad around a little bit. They shuffle their 11 around a little bit. But that's been a feature of 
Kohli's captaincy even with India. So uh, there's always an emphasis on changing personnel rather than sticking mm-hmm. with uh, the same team. And it's almost worth seeing whether that changes this year. You, you look at the top of the order, you've got Virat, you've got AB, you've got Aaron Finch. It's it's pretty decent, isn't it? Moen Ali will slot in there as well, you would imagine, to score a few runs. But this year, Ashwin, it looks like their bowling's maybe a little bit more. There's maybe a little bit more options there for Virat Kohli in terms of the bowling department. I know from reading up about it, uh, he was very keen on bringing Dale Stain into his, his team. He, he made sure that uh, Mike Hessen, the team director, um, was aware that he really wanted Dale Stain. So you imagine he's going to play a few games. So maybe a few more options in the field for Virat and he's maybe able to steer the game a little bit more as a captain in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, the truth of the last decade for the RCB is they haven't ended up bottom three because of their batting, right? Yes, there have been games the batting has failed, but on paper it's great and then it's fired when it's needed, but the bowling has never been able to back it up. So I think what Coley sees in Stain as a senior player, a mentor to the other fast bowlers, and of course a great talent himself. And then, they, like I said, they brought in Zampa, who we know Coley think, thinks incredibly high off. I think that definitely gives them options. Now, who do you play between Zampa and Moin Ali, etc.? As you said, it's going to be a tough choice, but that's a that's a good place for the RCB to be, where they haven't historically had bowling choices before. Yeah, can I just add one thing to that? I mean, um, part of the reason that their bowling hasn't fired is because of the pitch they play on at home, which is the Chinnaswamy Stadium. It's a, it's a small ground with a great batting track, and so their bowling hasn't been able to defend those scores that they've been put out. Remember, the year that they made the final for the first time was when they played in South Africa. So 2009, when they lost to, I think, the Deccan Chargers in the final, it was those guys playing in South Africa. So I suspect, given the better balanced squad this year, uh, the emphasis on Kohli having to win the IPL to cement his legacy as a great captain, he'll be keen to make sure that that's been thought in. I think they've got a real shot this year and they're looking a lot better balanced. And um, Ashwin pointed out their spinners and I think they've, along with probably... KKR with Kuldeep and Narayan, they've probably got, and and Delhi, they've probably got the best spin lineup, in my view, with the, with the two leggies. Whether they both play together or not will remain to be seen, but they've got Washington as well. Interesting to see that, uh, to see how they, they shake out. DJ, you sound very optimistic. Is it going to be reflected in your mark out of 10? So I'm going to give them a seven and a half. And I think that they're a real contender this year, uh, alongside the CSK and the MI. Ashwin? I remember picking them in my top two for last year and they came eight. So I'm a little bit more skeptical, but uh, I'm going to give them seven as well. I'm going to give them an eight. I fancy their chances this time around. I think they'll make the playoffs at least. And this time RCB. So that gives us uh, 50 and a half, 22 and a half for the RCB. Uh, we've got one more franchise and then I can read you out the list and that we can basically, you don't need to watch the IPL after this preview because you'll know exactly what's going to happen. Fed up of collecting your team's matchday subs? Worried about carrying cash post-COVID-19? Try slateapp.co.uk. Less contact than contactless. Slate, the smartest way to collect weekly match fees and more. Download the app, slateapp.co.uk. Not just for cricket, any clubs that collect subs. It just makes sense. Stick it on the slate. Slateapp.co.uk. But let's finish with the Sunrisers Hyderabad um, David Warner, the captain, back as captain. We'll talk about that in just a second. Trevor Bayliss has come in from his stint with England to take over at the helm after seven years of Tom Moody. And Sunrisers have been one of the uh, the star sides in the recent times, made the playoffs in five of their seven seasons, winners in 2016, runners-up in 2018, fourth place last time around. 
and I think widely thought of, uh, certainly in terms of the recent history, as being the third best side in the IPL behind CSK and Mumbai Indians. They've got plenty of star talent at their disposal as well. We'll start with you, DJ. They're one of my fancies this time around. Would you be in agreement with that? I don't know whether I'd agree whether they're in my top four, but again, they're a team that's overachieved. They've won the IPL, beating the RCB 2016. They've won in the uh, Avatar as the Deccan Chargers. They're the team from Hyderabad. Did a final, I think, after winning as well. Yeah. Again, an overachieving team uh, led by David Warner, which is interesting. Uh, Johnny Bester was a revelation last year as a T20 cricketer. Wow. Strong bowling lineup, strong um, quicks, um, not so much on the on the spin side traditionally, but um, they've got Nabi, who's a good spinner. Uh, Goswami is a spinner as well. Um, yeah, I think they. it looks like Rashid Khan and Nabi will be their, uh, their go-to guys in, in on the spin side. So, yeah, strong team. Um, I don't know. They don't stand out for me as much as a CSK or a Mumbai Indians or a Delhi Capital. Warner score, scoring their runs and then they defend the score with their lineup uh, with the ball. What about David Warner as captain? It, does it suggest that Kane Williamson might not be a feature in this side? When I mean, we've already talked about the overseas and the, the fact they can only play four. You've just talked there, DJ, about the the need for spin potentially, and that brings Mohamed Nabi into the selection uh, uh, into the selections talk. David Warner obviously plays. Johnny Bairstow, you'd think after the season he had last time, will play as well. So Kane Williamson, one of the best players in the world, might actually be watching from the dugout. Yeah, I mean. That's the crazy thing about this squad for me. So I actually think I disagree with DJ a little. I think they are top four contenders for me. Exactly the reason you said it. I think Warner coming back gives, you know, Williamson we know last year about halfway through the campaign dropped himself a little. He had a decent campaign, but he averaged just over, I think he averaged 22, was striking at about 120. And he just realized as the skipper, he didn't fit into the four overs sleeve slot. So the right thing to do, but obviously a tough spot. So Warner being captain opens that option. It's just crazy to think about. I mean, Williamson's one of the one of the great batsmen in our generation across all formats, and he has had some success in the shortest format of the game. But yeah, you'd look at the squad, and it's hard to see how he slots in. So for me, this Hyderabad team overall looks, pre- I mean, solid batting. And I think a big difference between how DJ and I think about it is I'm a big fan of Manish Pandey as the batsman, and I, I think him coming in at three after Warner and Bairstow opening gives them a lot of options. Uh, and I think from a bowling standpoint, I mean, Rashid Khan. If you play Mohammed Nabi as that fourth overseas, you got two guys who can hit lower in the order and give you great spin options. Uh, so, for, and then you got Bhuvi as the spearhead from an Indian pace perspective, Bhuvneshwar Kumar. So, to me, the the gaps are again that number six-ish slot. I don't know who they play there. They may play a young Indian player. They may play Vijay Shankar as an all-round option, but not quite good enough for me at six in the IPL. And then the number, call it 11 slot, right? Because if you play Khalil Ahmed as the other quick, which is a left-arm Indian fast bowler. And you have to bowl Sandeep Sharma, who's had success for them before, or Siddharth Kaul, who's had success. But that's a little weak for me, especially in the UAE. So that that's my overall assessment, is if they're batting and their spin, their top order batting and their spin can stand up, then they easily cover the gap. DJ, you, you talked about the maybe lack of spin, but the one thing they do have is Rashid Khan, who's probably the best spinner in the world at the moment, certainly in, in one-day cricket. You, know, you, you throw the ball to Rashid Khan... In favourable conditions, he can take a load of quick wickets and he can turn a, a T20 match on its head, can't he? He can win it on his own. Yeah, and, and I mean, we did a show with um, IPL Goats a little while ago and, and Rashid was a genuine contender for that just because of his economy rate and his strike rate. But I think what we've seen over the years is teams have tended to play out his four overs. If, if he goes four overs, none for 30, 
that's a success. And then they attack the Siddharth Kauls of the world, the Khalil Ahmeds of the world, which are, they'd say, is the weaker links in that uh, Sunrisers bowling lineup, uh, or the Vijay Shankar, if he plays. Um, so I think teams will look to play Rashid out um, rather than attack him because that hasn't worked in the past. I think that's where the game will change. If Rashid can take loads of wickets, uh, Sunrisers will be in with a with a real chance. If he if he doesn't go for too many runs, that's fine for him, but it doesn't help his team because uh, the other bowlers will get attacked. A couple of youngsters that just kind of grab my attention a little bit. Abhishek Sharma, a young all-rounder in the squad, and you've got Priyam Garg as well, the under-19 skipper in the, uh, in the line-up too for Sunrisers. Do you think they've got a chance of featuring Ashwin or do you think they'll be just uh, there for the experience? Yeah, I think they're both both great, great, great talents. Abhishek Sharma actually did play for Delhi for a little bit, had a couple of big innings, and it's just tough, right? They, they played him, I think, at seven or eight, and he came in and batted and did really well lowered in the order. So I think they'll both get a chance in the tournament. Like whichever of them gets to bat or play earlier and grasps onto the opportunity, I think that's going to lead to the longevity of their selection. So really, you're, you're spot on. They had great young Indian talent. And honestly, their success has largely been on the backs of the young Indian talent stepping up. And so it's just a question of can they do it again in new conditions. Finally, on the Sunrise of Hydra, but they, um, David Warner is going to be captaining underneath Trevor Bayliss, who comes in off plenty of white ball success with the Team England. He's had previous success, obviously, with KKR as well in the IPL. Do you think he's a good safe pair of hands and a, a good guide for the for David Warner to take them through this tournament? Yes, sir. So Trevor Bayliss replaces uh, Tom Moody, doesn't he? Yep, yep. Because I, I think Tom Moody was the coach until last year. I think Warner does need someone like Trevor Bayliss to, to kind of temper him because he hasn't... I mean, there's obviously the widely publicized Sandpaper Gate leadership group incident which led to him being banned and never being allowed to captain Australia again. Clearly, the coach is comfortable with Warner captaining the team. Um, I think he needs a coach like Trevor Bayliss to... Um, help him navigate captaining a team again and, and earning the respect of his players and Bayless will definitely help him do that. It's going to be very interesting, I think, to see how uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad go. It could go one of two ways, obviously, and uh, neither would surprise me, to be honest, as we approach this IPL. Let's finish off then our final scores on the doors for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. I'll go first with this one. I, I have a soft spot for Sunrisers, but I'm not sure this is going to be their year. I'm going to put them around about the same kind of place as I put KKR and that means I score them six out of ten what about you DJ so I was going to give them six out of ten as well I think as a contender for the playoffs as well as the title and Ashwin I'm going to give them seven I think we've established I'm a little more generous with my points across the entire lineup than you guys are your team at work must be really happy with your performance at I'm not sure this always translates into other spheres of life maybe it's just <laughs> a general excitement about IPL let's go with that Moonrise is a sports engagement website to allow sports fans to learn from the very best. Get a personal video message recorded for a fan's special occasion. Have a professional cricketer as your next coach by getting video feedback or having a 30-minute conversation with some of the world's best players. Players such as Jimmy Neesham, Colin Munro, Tammy Beaumont, Danny Wyatt, Monty Panasar. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play.
I'll tell you what, that's uh, taking us through the eight different franchises that are going to be competing for IPL 2020. Been a very interesting discussion, chaps, and thank you very much for joining me today on the Cricket Badger podcast. Let's go down our list then, and I'll tell you who we have winning it, and I'll tell you the complete order of uh, proceedings as we go through this IPL. CSK are our winners. The first team that we scored... Sometimes when you score like this, the first team you score ends up getting a lower mark because you leave yourself a little bit of room, don't you? So CSK, I think, it shows that we we all think they're quite strong as we go into IPL my 2020. Nine, my nine for CSK helped them and was a little generous. So I'm <laughs> rethinking that a little, but hey, I, I said it, it's on the record, so we'll go with it. Second place, equal. We have the Mumbai Indians and the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Then in fourth place, it is the Delhi Capitals, which will please you too. That'll be a, a playoff uh, game that you can watch there. And then in fifth place, it is the Sunrisers Hyderabad, just missing out on the playoffs according to our scoring. And then we have KKR, followed by Rajasthan Royals, followed by the Kings Eleven Punjab. So it's going to be a really interesting competition. One final question to both of you. In fact, two questions, but in one kind of sentence. Give me... Two player names. Who will be the leading batsman in the competition to take the orange cap? And who will be the leading bowler? Who's going to take the most wickets and take the purple cap? I'll start with you, Ashwin, which will please DJ because it gives him a little bit more chance to think. He's got his thinking face on. I'm going to go with the orange cap or leading batsman to Rishabh Pant. I think he's going to be his year. And the purple cap is going to go to Rashid Khan, the most number of wickets. DJ? I find it really hard to look beyond David Warner. For, for the SRA just because he opens the batting and he just bats through the 20 overs every game. I think he's won it a few times before. Plus, they're the Orange Army, so um, I'm going to go with him wearing orange on his head as well as the rest of his body. My purple cap winner, which is the uh, the bowling winner, is going to be Jaydev Unatkar because I think his, his cutters will be useful on the uh, UAE tracks. He'll bowl at the start of the innings. He's going to play every game. And he's um, he's going to bowl at the death as well. So um, I would back Unadkat to take the purple cap. And uh, the added bonus is that he appeared on a podcast a little while ago. So we've got a little soft spot for him. So um, yeah, going for Unadkat. I'm going to go with, um, I, I like your tip of David Warner, but I actually think Virat Kohli is going to have a very, very good tournament this time around. I'm going to take him to win the orange cap. And in the bowling department, Imran Tahir is somebody I love watching. I love his celebrations and I hope he has a good tournament because uh, when you're seeing running off towards the mid-wicket fence, it's always a delight. Um, gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. I hope you enjoyed the IPL thoroughly. I urge all of my listeners to listen to the Edges and Sledges podcast as well as we go through the IPL 2020. But DJ and Ashwin, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thanks, James. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.